Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, as we welcome you back to Monday, a football Monday. Should mention off the top here, we are sitting two and a half. Again, it is juiced up. Seattle at the Giants tonight. Two and a half juiced up to 115 over at DraftKings with Seattle Lane at 46 and a half on the total as we welcome you back and close out week four. I'm Patrick Maher live from Los Angeles. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw at the D Fremont Street in downtown Las Vegas. And we bring in longtime friend, of course, VEASAN contributor and host. He is one and only Will Hill, who... His wife got a hold of him because we know it is grizzly season. It's about to get cold there in Connecticut. So he's got the beard and also he grew out the lettuce a little bit. You're looking good, my friend. How are we feeling? Boys, what's going on? It's a, it's a great time of the year. Happy to be with you. I, I wish we got a little more drama this past weekend in baseball. It looked a week, 10 days ago, like we were just headed for complete madness the final weekend with the NL wildcard all bunched up. But the Marlins just somehow pulled away, kept winning one run games. Cubs faded that loss in Atlanta killed them. Uh, the Diamondbacks, you know, had a spot secure. So we didn't get like the crazy drama that final weekend. I was kind of open for the West was fun. That was a terrible job by Texas to lose three out of four, especially that Thursday night game. But it's fun. It's a great time of the year. We got quadruple header Tuesday, quadruple header Wednesday, all the football sprinkled in uh, all weekend. So really probably the best time of the year. Let's go through these series prices really quickly as far as the post, the postseason and baseball. And Will, we'll start with you. You were talking about potentially betting the snakes. You can give me a price because the news, as we welcome you in here, the 2023 postseason, Milwaukee Brewers starting pitcher Brandon Woodruff is going to miss at least uh, this week's wildcard series against Arizona because of the right shoulder injury, which is huge for the Brewers. Yeah, I'm tempted to take the snakes here. I mean, Milwaukee, if they were going to make a run here and and they, you know, you can make a case for them with the top three. They were going to make a run based on the Washington Nationals 2019 model of, hey, we got three or four top pitchers and we're just going to cycle them in and out. and We're going to throw a good arm at you at all times without Woodridge. It's tough. Burns has been good the last month or so, but, you know, he was inconsistent early in the season. 
Uh, Arizona, look, I mean, you got to caveat all these series with, hey, it's the best two out of three. Absolutely anything can happen, especially, you know, in baseball in such a short series. But, but, you know, Arizona, they don't have their pitching set up, but they have the speed. They have the defense. I think the new rules really favored them where they could play small ball and steal bases and play good D. Uh, I do think Arizona's live at plus 160. You know, they're throwing fought game one. That's not ideal. I mean, this is a kid that was, you know, up and down in the minors throughout the year. He pitched a little better second half of the year, much better than the first half, you know, his first go around. So I do think Arizona's live here. I think Woodruff, that's a devastating news. I was just reading the uh, the report that he had to hold back tears. You don't know what that does for the psyche of Milwaukee. Um, and if anyone really, this benefits the Dodgers because the Dodgers get the winner of this series. And look, all, all these teams have pitching is- issues. It's amazing. So many injuries with these pitchers really uh, throughout the league. Um, but the Dodgers, it's going to be tough for either one of these teams to beat L.A., especially if Milwaukee's down Woodruff. So uh, I think at the price, I would take Arizona here. Yeah, Maul, the series price, the Brewers, $1.75, as uh, Will just mentioned, plus 155, plus 160 on the D-backs. Yeah, I can't see justifying taking Milwaukee to minus 175 price, as Will alluded to uh Excuse me, that Patrick just read off the numbers there, Will. Don't just think, as you just pointed out, too high of a price without Woodruff. But let's be real here. This is a two out of three game series. Great opportunity if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks. Sure is. Now, again, you'd like to set up your pitching a little bit. It was interesting. They were basically on the way to clinch Saturday night because the Reds were losing. I think it was like 10 nothing in like the third inning. And they had Kelly about to pitch against Houston. I thought for a second they might either hold Kelly back, shorten his outing so you could save him for earlier in the season, earlier in the series. Now you won't have Kelly till game three. And Gowan, you know, both those guys have been much worse on the road as opposed to at home. But if you can never steal game one and you got Gowan game two to close it out, that's a ton of pressure on Milwaukee. To me, it would be Arizona or nothing for me. Big guy, you got anything on that? And we'll get to the Rangers, by the way, plus 150 at the Rays, minus 170. But first, the D-backs with the big price. No, I look, it's still the postseason and anything can happen. And while Burns is an awesome pitcher, I'm looking for a dog to take tomorrow. I haven't really considered anyone yet, but sometimes I like finding those young teams in the postseason that can be too dumb and too young to know that they don't belong and somehow pull something off because Arizona's offense is better than Milwaukee. So if they can somehow scrap together a run or two against against what is a better pitcher in Burns, they could end up winning this one. But I... It's nothing official yet. I've not done my research for any of these games. Will, you have a take on that one? The Rangers plus 150, the Rays $1.70? Where's Texas's head at? Because, I mean, they were Thursday night. They were an out away from not clinching the division, but the magic number was about to be one. Chapman spits it up, and and they bring in a reliever and gives up the game-winning hit to Crawford. Uh, It's weird that the similarities, and Dustin's not going to like to hear this, the similarities between this Rangers team and the 2022 Mets are eerie with Scherzer, with DeGrom. Leading the division all this time, and now you got to go through this wild card round. This is a tricky spot for Texas. They can hit, but I just I worry about their pitching. I mean, you're throwing Montgomery. He was a nice pitcher, but you're throwing Montgomery in game one. I don't love that bullpen. Uh, Gray's beat up now. Again, two out of three. Anything can happen, but I feel like Tampa can mix and match their way with the bullpen enough to get two out of three. Tampa's been really good at home. I still think it's the best run differential in the league, Tampa. So uh, it would be Tampa for me. I'm not crazy about laying the price, but I don't really have a lot of interest in Texas here. I I would agree with Will Patrick. I don't know where the Rangers are mentally. You go into Seattle, you got to win two games. You don't do that. You lose three out of four over the weekend, and you lose the division, which uh, one that you've been really leading for the last couple of months, and now you're in a wild card scenario when you should have been waiting on Saturday at home. Yep, totally agree. Mentally, 
completely out of it right now. $1.50, we're showing. It's up to $1.70 at some shops on Tampa Bay. You are going to lay a price with the Phillies. Um, upwards of $2.10 on the series with the Marlins plus 180, Will. I like Philly. I don't know how to attack it if I'm just going to go game by game. Uh, Wheeler looks cheap tomorrow at like $1.65 or so. I mean, Philly's just better around the board. I, I don't know if we're getting a rise in this series. Miami's limited offensively to begin with. No Alcantara, no Uri Perez. I mean, Miami, give them credit, but the, you look at the run differential. Um, it's not pretty for Miami. They scraped and crawled crawled their way in, uh, in into this postseason. To me, Philly's just better around the board, and, and Philly's got one of the, the home fields that matters in baseball. That's a tough place to win. You got Wheeler, you got Noah. There's definitely a drop-off after that, but it'd be hard for me to see Philly losing this series. Of course, two out of three, anything can happen. have to mention that, but Philly, to me, is just the better team, the home field, the pitching, the power. Uh, I think Philly's live in this in, in this NL, too. I mean, they're not afraid of anybody. They're not afraid of Atlanta. They play them tough. They're familiar with them, beat them last year in the playoffs, so I'd be surprised if Miami's able to get two out of three here. Okay. Anything from you boys, Marlins, Phillies? No, I tend to agree with Will on this one. I think it's going to be tough for the Marlins with the limit, uh, limited production offensively. But give this team a ton of credit. Who had this team in the postseason this year? Great job by the Marlins. Uh, in game one, I do like that under, under seven and a half. Wheeler's on the bump. Yeah. That's why you pay him is, is to come in and pitch these postseason games and shut down teams that just don't have the firepower to hang with them. And the other side, Lazardo had a really good year. I could see that being a two nothing game, three nothing game, three one at the worst, like under seven and a half in the postseason feels right. Okay. Postseason, of course, underway. Major League Baseball tomorrow. Will Hill joins us right now. Sharp money. Let's go to last night's. I know you were excited because Tay Tay was in the house, but aside from that, Matt Life, Mahomes and the Chiefs. Mahomes was gross in the game. And then conversely, you had Wilson all of a sudden showing a little bit of promise. I think people are going overboard by jockeying Wilson. What was your takeaway there? Of course, Chiefs backers, Will, were bitter when Mahomes slid. It was the right play. 23-20 winner for the Chiefs. Yeah, how about the fact that you can get the ball back with seven and a half minutes left, half the quarter left, in plus territory, and you don't score and you don't give the ball back. Threading that needle is obviously not impossible, but but close to impossible. I mean, what what odds would you need on on that uh, (laughs) sequence to occur? Just incredible how how that was able to uh, unfold like that. Look, man, I mean, at 17, nothing, this is what's just so crazy about the NFL. And we're all we're all sort of crazy for betting it at 17, nothing. Imagine, you know, watching the game with someone and telling them, hey, an hour from now, this is going to be 20 all. It's just it, there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes I thought, you know, both teams could be upset about the whistle. You, you go down that rabbit hole with the refs and, and you're going to be there all day. But I didn't think it should have been a safety because that wasn't in the end zone. And then it wasn't a horse collar that that set up the Jets touchdown. So then the Chiefs got some ticky tack calls late. Uh, I just think the Chiefs, this is what they do. They don't cover these big numbers. They take care of business. Like you said, Mahomes was not good in the game at all, but he finds a way. They find a way. The Chiefs are much better on defense than they've been. If, look, if the Chiefs are going to have a top five or top seven defense, we can all go home. They're probably <laughs> uh, the rightful favorite to win it. So uh, at least you, you saw something out of Wilson. I mean, it's, it's just so depressing for the Jets. They, they were, I think, a legit title contender with Rodgers, at least like an AFC title uh, contender, get to the final four, that kind of thing. Without him, it's just what, whether you stick with Wilson, whether you go on trade for a Brissett or a Tannehill, this team is, you know, a seven seed probably at best. So sort of depressing for the Jets and the, and the Chiefs take care of business. Yeah, Patrick, great point there by Will. This Jets team, excuse me, the Chiefs team has given up 60 points so far this year. The San Francisco 49ers have given a, uh, given up 58 points. So this team defensively is really presenting some challenges so far. 
Spagnola's defenses always do this year in, year out. They start slowly and then they start to progress as the year progresses. So while I totally agree with Will, it's a three and one Chiefs team that went there, took care of business. The 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 moral lapse around MetLife by the Jets fans is hilarious. They're sitting one and three. You got to win that football game. Um, okay. Are you feeling let me ask you this. Prior to Minnesota's win in Carolina, which isn't a shock, they were favored. Where were you on the Cousins discussion? Were you looking, and for those that don't know, Will is a Vikings fan. Were you prepared to move on? Totally prepared. He's not a bad player, but he could help other teams more, whether it's Atlanta, whether it's the Jets. It's Look, we're in year six of this. It just doesn't work. Paying a guy like Cousins that kind of money with a, with a middling defense, you just need everything to be perfect around it. I'm ready to just you know get a younger quarterback and, and – uh, they're not going to probably be good enough to get a top five pick or bad enough to get a top five pick, but I'm absolutely ready to move on. He could certainly help Atlanta. You watch Atlanta, not a Ritter fan. I, you know, he could help that team, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Cause when we come back, we want to get your play on Monday night football with the Seahawks laying two and a half, 46, 46 and a half on the total. Will Hill, VEASAN host contributor, also bear bets podcast in gold boy bets as well at not the Will Hill on Twitter. We're coming back with Will sharp money. Ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Stay hot, big guy. He did had a great NFL Sunday, and you can check out Dustin's picks along with Will Hill, Amal Shaw. You can check out a couple of my picks as well. Mike Samich, everybody that's on VEASAN, including guests, over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. What we do is, first off, they're easily sortable. You can follow by host and guest, top VEASAN expert leaderboard. It's all there. And you can start right now for 19 bucks, but we'll email you every single day the picks. So we'll do the work for you. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. VEASAN host Will Hill joins us here. Sharp Money. I'm all Shaw. Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, hope you had a nice weekend. Got Monday Night Football coming up tonight with the Seahawks laying two and a half in Jersey at the Giants. We were just having this discussion off the air. I, I don't see a price over... Uh, as far as division winner on the NFC North, I don't see a price on the Lions right now at DraftKings. Don't know why they took them down, but you laid two dollars in division. That seems like a pretty good price, Will Hill. Yeah, and I, I know how people are. Like they're not gonna. First of all, people are just you know sort of allergic to that minus sign. They want it, when you talk value, you automatically think it has to be a plus sign, and especially when you're tying up your money for what three four months. But to me, minus two hundred. I mean, let's just go through the teams. The Bears are zero and four. We can cross them off pretty confidently. Minnesota, all right, nice one yesterday at one and three, but I mean that team's gonna have a hard time catching Detroit, I would think. And then Green Bay, two and two, but you already have a home loss to the Lions. To me, the Lions look, I don't know, a couple games better than anybody else in that division. I mean, you think about it this week too. The Lions are gonna be a big favorite, nine point favorites against Carolina. Minnesota's playing the Chiefs, so I think this is a scenario where all right, you, you might not want to lay minus two hundred, but this you could look up in two three weeks, and this could be like minus six fifty or something like that. So. Uh, it's weird to say it's it's weird to see the Lions in this role as a favorite, but I think they are a good game or two above everybody else in this division. It's not a great division. It's not like the Lions are some great team, but they're much improved on defense. The offense is going to get Jamison Williams, uh, Jamison Williams back. I don't understand the running back situation where you draft Swift, you give him away, then you draft Gibbs even higher. You don't really use him. That makes no sense to me. But uh, to me, this is like a 10-11 win team, and I don't think anyone else in that division could come really that close to them. Yeah, I'm not going to sandbag. I totally agree with Will. Um, Amal, I think it was you that said it should be closer to $4 in division. Uh, The Packers, yes, injured, but the Lions, uh, that wasn't a fair fight the other night. The Vikings, no offense, Will Hill. Uh, The variance is caught up, and the Bears are the Bears. So, I mean, the Lions at $2 right now, Amal Shaw, it's a good deal. I think it's an absolute steal. When you look at the record, they've got four games in the month of October. The Panthers coming up, uh, Buccaneers uh, at the Ravens, the Raiders. Then they have a bye week, Chargers, Bears, and Packers. This team should be 5-2 and two at worst out of all those games. They've got a great opportunity to put some separation. Who believes in Jordan Love? Who believes in Justin Fields? Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, their defense isn't good enough to stop anybody. I think right now when you look around divisions of the National Football League, maybe San Francisco, but they're still in a more competitive division when you look at Seattle, uh, the Rams, and even Arizona. But I think the Lions have to be as good of a bet to win a division currently as it sits through four weeks in the NFL as any team. Yep, totally agree. In fact, that I see DraftKings is taking it down. Not sure why, uh, but $2 is a tremendous price. So two and a half is the number tonight, Will Hill. Seattle's laying it. And you do see a little juice on the two and a half. I don't think we're going to get to three. If we do, it'll last for about two seconds and be bought back down. Um, But I'll give it to you. Seattle's laying two and a half at the Giants and a total of 46 and a half. Yeah, it's been a pretty steady trickle of Seattle money. I think the Giants were favored by a point pretty late, like Wednesday, Thursday, um, as we head into the weekend. So pretty late last week. And then it's just gone pick them, minus one. Now, like you said, I don't think we'll get to the three. I think if we got to the three, you'd see pros back by on the Giants. 
I like Seattle. I like, I'll just take them on the money line here, dollar forty ish, um, and, and not worry about the two and a half or whatever. I just look. I'll, I'll start with the Giants side. If you're making a case for the Giants, you finally get a situation where you're not facing the San Fran defense or the Dallas defense. This is a softer defense. You've had eleven days. And let's face it, your season's on the line. If you lose this, you're one and three headed to Miami where Miami's going to be hungry off the bounce back spot. That looks like one and four. So this is sort of a do or die spot, extra rest at home. I just can't get there with the Giants. I, I do like it as a teaser leg. If you want to tease it with something for next week, Titans or something up to seven and a half. But I just think Seattle's better on both sides of the ball. You mentioned Minnesota, how regression's catching up. I think regression's catching up with the Giants. This was a soft schedule last year. Uh, a lot of close wins. They really they got so much out of their talent. There's not a lot of talent on this team either side of the ball. I think Aaron Schatz has them 31 in DVOA. I just think Seattle. Will, I don't think they'll blow them out, but I think they'll win a you know a, a 24-20, 20 type of game here, and Seattle gets it done. So uh, I like Seattle on the money line. Not opposed to the Giants on a teaser like though. You know, Patrick, uh, Will just made a great point about the teaser, and I don't think enough people do this. He said tease the game tonight and then potentially look at a game next weekend. So many times people want an instant result. They don't want to wait that six days. But if you've got a comfortable play that you like for next week, combined with this one that Will mentioned, no reason to rush into something and not take the one next Sunday as well. Uh, how many raise your hand if you had the Chiefs down to two last night, Will Hill? You know, how many people had raise going into that Sunday night game? Yes. <laughs> right? And everybody was tripping about covering the eight. And I'm like, I don't have to cover the eight. That field goal is beautiful to me. It's so it's so funny. I'm sure you guys have done this as well as far as accounting. How often you go through your tees, through through the bets you've made via teaser, and you realize you would have won anyway. But then those those times where you actually picked one up, like last night, Will, were the Kansas City Chiefs, kind of the second leg of most six-point teasers covering there with the three sure and you know <laughs> if you just want a little sweat you you if the chiefs were the second part of your leg and you got a little jelly in the belly last night like i may have you know what the jets were still there at plus three and a half plus four and a half when that yes. game is tied late you say you know what i'll get off this i'll take the jets you get off a little and you know what you set yourself up for a middle and with the nfl these middles get home it's very tight margins in terms of the spreads these lines have been up for a long time it's, it, these are not you know, th these are sharp markets. These are really sharp markets. So these points are uh, are, are valuable. And, you know, teasers are, are, I think, a great way to bet the league. I really do. Quick question for both of you guys. In terms of you mentioned you both teased down the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. Do you guys have a tendency, depending on the matchup, to come down on the point? Like, for example, I didn't tease the game yesterday and touch it. I would never have, even though the Chiefs won the game and they covered the two and a half, in a million years, I would have never looked at the Chiefs. I would have only gone up with the Jets or would have never played the, the teaser. Yeah, most Agreed. pros are going to go up. I, it's 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 what I generally would do. I for some reason I had the Chiefs in mind yesterday, or excuse me, two days ago when I made the bet. But yeah, well, I'll generally go up with a number. Sure, Amal, uh, were you asking like, will you only tease the favor, or like, hey, I like the Chiefs as a as a teaser, but I would never lay the the original spread, the eight and a half, nine, or whatever it was. No, no, just on the teaser sense, for example. So my okay. re my reasoning is this. I want to take a team at home getting more than two touchdowns um, and winning on the road. I still always believe is a challenge, regardless of who you are, whether it's Mahomes against Zach Wilson, what have you. But I just feel like in a primetime spot, getting 14 and a half, even though the Jets were down 17, nothing. And I turned the game off in the first quarter when it was 17, nothing. You still feel like you have an opportunity to be able to stay within the game. That, that's all my point is. And so whenever in the NFL you can get points, generally speaking, it seems like it's a much more pro, um, pro profitable play. Excuse me. Sure. 
Well, before we say goodbye, I want to get a play in from you. And that is a little bounce back spot for Arizona coming home. Cincinnati, Cincinnati's a mess right now. My assumption is Burrow is going to take some time off here after just a pitiful performance in Tennessee. You've got Cincinnati lane three at Arizona. looks like you're going to take it with the cards. Yeah, they don't open too many bad numbers in the NFL, but I think there were some fives, five and a halfs last night. This is just fascinating from just like a, a betting philosophy standpoint, because if you play this game in August, since he might have been what eight or nine, I don't know what the summer line was, but I'm sure it was over a touchdown. But then if you base it just based on, hey, I don't know anything. I have amnesia. I only watched the first month of the season. You can make the case. Arizona should be probably like a field goal favorite. Arizona's scrappy. Uh, they're three and one against the spread. They were a dropped Ertz pass from being 4-0 against the spread. They hung in that game against San Fran. That was sort of a misleading final where they're down five going for two late in the third quarter. This Arizona team, I was dead wrong. I bet them fewest wins. They're much better than everyone thought. They're much better than I thought. Burrow just cannot move. He is a sitting duck in the pocket. He's not the same player whether he sits. I mean, it's interesting. They're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Because if you sit him, you're one in three. By the time he comes back in a few weeks, your season's going to be over. But if he keeps playing through these injuries, you're going to lose games anyway. And there's just, it's a no-win situation for Cincy. So I do like Arizona plus the three here. Okay. All right, Will. By the way, did you guys see, (laughs) I'm just seeing this right now. Do you see Jimmy Butler showed up to media with his, did you see his hair? He looks like the lead singer for Fallout Boy. You guys see this? (laughs) I did. <laughs> played under their so, wings too. They had a disastrous offseason. That's a terrible offseason they had. Not getting terrible offseason. Yes. Pat Riley was in the rocking chair expecting Lillard to be hand delivered. And by Amazon. That's right. Exactly right. Will, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Will Hill. Appreciate not the Will Hill on Twitter. Have a good one, Will. Enjoy the game tonight. All right. I love the show, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. See you guys. Thank you. <laughs> no, we love you, buddy. <laughs> we love you. Um, Amal, Dustin, do you guys see? Jimmy Butler? Yeah, I said to Dustin, I said, what is this, is a joke? I thought he was going to open his press conference with, where are you? And I'm so sorry. Did he have a piercing in his eyes? He had eye piercing, lip piercing, and I believe a nose piercing. He was going for the trifecta. Definitely had some skinny (laughs) jeans on underneath. I miss you. (laughs) (laughs) That is... That is wild. Hey, the he's heat, a clown. The heat, he's, you're right, though. The Heat are going down, down in an earlier round. <laughs> down, <laughs> down, down, down. Hey, superstar, he'll show everybody what's up this year. You'll see. It's Jimmy Butler's team. When we return, we're not done. Like, love, loathe, sharp money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, so we got to take a second to talk about Zen nicotine pouches. You know, we're always having a debate. What does it take for a team to get to number one? But Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hope you had a nice weekend as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson at the D, live in downtown Las Vegas. Like, love, loathe. Then we'll have our plays coming up on Monday Night Football with Seattle Lane two and a half at MetLife at the Giants in Jersey. Okay, so 
My love, I'll jump in here, boys, and give you this one. Uh, this dude has led his team to 15 red zone possessions and scored 12 touchdowns and a new offense. What is that? Close to 80% touchdown conversion rate in the red zone. That's insane when the average for a season is right around, I don't know, last year, right around 56, 57%. So already the offense clicking. This quarterback has been dealing with injuries. He was without his all-pro left tackle. His right tackle got injured during the game. So injuries piling up for this quarterback. This quarterback's already won an MVP. He's probably underappreciated because of the contract stuff that went on during the offseason. He scored four times against the best defense in football. Two touchdown passes, two rushes, of course, was pulled with plenty of time to go in regulation, a three and one start in division. It's not Joe Burrow. It's not Deshaun Watson. It's not Kenny Pickett. My love is Lamar Jackson. That was a vintage Lamar Jackson performance yesterday in Cleveland. Everybody is jockeying the Cleveland Browns defense. Everybody's going all in. Of course, he had DTR, the rookie start for Cleveland. No Deshaun Watson, which is almost apropos with a guy in Lamar Jackson that continues whenever he's available. He's going to continue to play, not make excuses, new offense. And I'll just repeat 15 red zone possessions for the uh, Baltimore Ravens this year, 12 touchdowns. That's insanity and a new offense. My love this week, boys, is Lamar Jackson. Great call by you. Great breakdown as well in terms of what he's been able to do. And you mentioned it. This team goes out and puts up 28 points against the Browns team. That was just absolutely outstanding so far. They took a huge step back yesterday. We'll get an idea of what they are as we continue to go forward. But with DTR under center, uh, you know, the Browns were stagnant at best. Big guy, you got anything on Lamar? I know you're I, a Lamar fan as well. I love Lamar every week. I love him every minute of my life. I just, I think he's so special. He needs so little around him to do what he what he does on the field. And I think this is a team, we, we heard from A.J. Brown earlier, where he said the Eagles want to be better as the season goes on. They're not worried about playing their best football now. The goal is every week to get better and better and hit their stride when it matters. I think that's what you're going to see from this Ravens team. As this Munkin offense gets more under, understandable for them, they become second nature for them. I could see this Ravens team getting really dangerous as the season goes on. And then for them, it's about the postseason. That's all they care about. They know they're going to be there. It's how far can they go. And right now, you've got Lamar Jackson with eight total touchdowns to one interception so far this year. He is looking like an MVP candidate. Okay. Love it. And that is my love. Lamar Jackson. Up next, Amal Shaw, your love is D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, absolutely. This Houston Texan team, guys, in the previous three seasons had won 11 games out of 50. They're sitting at 2-2, two and two, but most importantly, he's done a couple of things. They've gone back to the running game with Damian Pierce, who was outstanding against the Steelers yesterday. The Steelers generally have a very good defense, but they also negated T.J. Watt in that pass rush for the Steelers yesterday. They allowed C.J. Stroud to make plays, and this is the reason why I love D'Amico Ryans, because in third down, they allowed C.J. Stroud to make game-winning plays, and it's exactly what this team did. They hit Nico Collins in the fourth quarter on a touchdown pass in so many situations with a younger quarterback. He would run the 
football, Patrick, up 23-6. to D'Amico Ryan said, no, we got a franchise quarterback. Let's throw the ball down the field. They hit a touchdown pass on a beautiful throw and catch and run. I love the way this team is going and the disposition he brings to the table. I think he was a guy people forgot about because he was right there before Nick Saban got to Alabama when he played for the Crimson Tide. Had a pretty solid pro career, a good defensive coordinator with the 49ers. But he's got the Texans believing. And guys, when you look at this division, I didn't get a chance to find the odds on it yet. But in terms of the division, I'm telling you, with the Colts, the Jaguars, the Tennessee Titans, no quarterback play in Nashville. There's an opportunity for this Texans team to be able to steal this division sitting at plus 475 right now at DK. Yeah, I'll give you the prices right now. AFC South, good job, D'Amico Ryans. It gives some hope there in Houston. I totally agree with your assessment. The Jags are plus 145, the Titans plus 235, the Colts plus 380, and your fourth betting favorite in division, AFC South, the Texans at plus 475. Now, you mentioned D'Amico Ryans kind of hand-in-hand with C.J. Stroud, big guy. I know we have the audio of Stroud. We can set this up. This is what I was referring to. Uh, before the show started, or excuse me, right at the beginning and the onset of the show, when we heard from, I can't remember who it was. We heard from a quarterback that was uninspiring, and we said, compare that to what C.J. Stroud said after the win over Pittsburgh, and here's what he had to say. That ain't flying from, like, anybody in this building. I want them to know, like, we find our tails off every day to make sure y'all walk around with Texan gear pride. Like, Y'all walk around with that swag that we walk around with when we get a dub. Um, and for me, that's, I take that real personal because uh, I don't like being bagged on by my teams. Like, when my Lakers lose, I'll be pissed. So, <laughs> so like, I, I, tell you, I take that stuff real serious, man. And it's up to us to to work every day and put the work in. And Yeah, he's been ridiculous. He's been... I don't even know. Did you have him playing this well early on as a as a, a former Buckeye? He's been ridiculous. Did I appear drunk to you? No chance. I mean, come on. This is outstanding football. No interceptions. That's the biggest thing. But Patrick, I watched the entirety of that game against Pittsburgh yesterday. Every throw is in a position where either his guy can get it or nobody else. I mean, it, yeah. it's just ridiculous what he's been able to do out of the block. Okay. Also, D'Amico Ryan's two and two. Go ahead, big guy. They were without their two of their best offensive linemen. Larry Tunsil still hasn't played yet. Yeah. I I just think when you watch the Texans right now, it's a really young team that looks very mature and really smart. Like they're well coached. They do a lot of little things right, and they're not making a lot of dumb mistakes. And that's very rare for a team this young. Although the also the red on red, the monochrome was fire. It was red helmets, all red. You guys like that? I object. I love their blue helmets. I was actually annoyed watching that game yesterday. I think they should go get the Oilers stuff back from Tennessee and and adopt it. I I always loved the old (laughs) Oilers unis. I like those. All right. My love. Unfortunately, I'm going to take us away from football for a moment. John Goulet, don't kill us. Uh, A trade occurred yesterday. And I got to tell you, I didn't want to get excited about anything in the NBA, especially about a team that I absolutely despise. But the Boston Celtics have gotten substantially better this offseason. They trade for Drew Holiday over the weekend. And I think all three of us are in the same camp of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are too mentally soft to get over the hump and bring a, a title to Beantown. This trade, I think, can change that. Drew Holiday is the type of guy 
on the outside on the wing who can defend anybody in the league. He can handle the ball. He can get buckets when you need to if the other two are having an off night. But most of all, he adds a maturity. He adds an IQ. He is just a tough basketball player. And when you look at what the Boston Celtics have done this offseason combined with him and adding Porzingis, trading from their depth, depth doesn't matter in the postseason. That's all that matters for this squad is getting over the hump in the playoffs. All of a sudden, they're rolling out a starting five that everyone in the East should be scared about, including Milwaukee. A couple things here. I completely agree with you. I'm a little ticked off because two of my three favorite players are now in Milwaukee, Dame Giannis, and of course, Patrick's favorite, my guy, Jimmy Butler. But the addition of Drew Holiday is so huge for the Celtics. And remember, this is a guy whose wife, Lauren, had a brain tumor back in 2016. He dealt with that. I think he just brings a level of maturity, as you alluded to, and a disposition that this team is currently lacking. I think the Celtics are going to be a tough, tough out. Yeah, sometimes you just, if you were write down on a piece of paper what the Celtics need, that would be the name that you wrote down. Yeah. Like before every the trade team, happened. Every team needs legitimate, Drew Holiday. Yeah, he's such a great complimentary piece, even at his age. Totally agree. The Celtics completely, completely lucked out with that one. And Brad Stevens is pretty smart. Um, my loathe is pretty basic and kind of weird, but it's the Saints. Oddly enough, the Saints had an awesome opportunity just two and two and got blown out at home by a division rival 26 to nine. Their offense is non-existent 28th in the league in points per drive. They can't run. They can't block. Worst team in football in the red zone. I don't know if Carmichael, the OC, makes it through the year. Again, barely beat the Titans at home 16-15. You know, I know they went to Carolina and won. They were up 18-0 against the Packers and end up losing that. They do have the league's easiest schedule, but just randomly, I don't know if it's weird, but my loathe today was the Saints. I felt like that was a pitiful performance yesterday, boys. I completely agree. And the better question is, who does Dennis Allen have pictures of? Dennis He stinks. <laughs> Nepo Allen. Not sure, but Nepo Allen continuing to be a coach is pretty funny. When we return, we'll get the loathes from the big guy in them all. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made Raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, before you make your first bet or next bet, make sure you visit DraftKings, download the app. Remember, tonight, how about that? You can bet on Monday Night Football for $5, new bettors, and get $200 instantly in bonus bets when you use the promo code SHARP. It's that simple. Make sure you check it out. Again, it's more fun when you're in on the action, so make sure you check it out. DraftKings, the app, promo code SHARP, 5 bucks gets you 200 instantly. DraftKings, the crown is yours. We're back. As we continue with Like, Love, Loathe on a Monday, Football Monday, here on Sharp Money, Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw, and Patrick Maher. We'll get to our plays on Monday Night Football. We were just going through our loathes. I started, and I said the Saints, who are 2-2, two and two, disappointing, easy schedule, easiest schedule in the league. And Amal, you wanted to follow up on Dennis Allen? Yeah, I mean, you look at his record as a head coach, 17-40. and 40, The bigger issue is this is an elite defense, guys. Look at what they did over the last 10-11 games last year, turned around this year. This offense continuously puts them in bad spots. It was 7-3 with about a minute to go near the half, and the Saints have a turnover inside their own 10-yard line. And, of course, the Buccaneers score go 14-3. and And the way Derek Carr played, holy cow, you knew that game was over at halftime. Yep, not pretty. Not pretty. The offense is not existent, as you mentioned. They can't run the football. They've got about 12 backs. Kamara is back. They can't block, which is an issue. And Derek Carr is mitigated right now with the injury. Um, worst team, by the way, as far as the red zone scoring as well, that being the Saints. Okay. Amal Shaw, you're up. You're loath. Yeah, this is pretty short. Brandon Staley, this this guy is absolutely a casino host in Vegas favorite player. I mean, this guy just takes unnecessary risk in football game that almost always beats you. He was fortunate enough. Josh McDaniels decided to raise his ante on uh, Sunday. But I got to tell you, fourth and one going for it on his own 34-yard line, they don't make it. Third down and nine, the Raiders are with uh, the Raiders are without timeouts. They throw a deep pass to Josh Palmer. Luckily, they hit the play and they win the game on that one. But man, something that doesn't put you at risk because that would allow them another 40 seconds in the game, Patrick. I, I just don't understand the decision making every time. The constant risk. There's just no need for it. When they went for it up by seven points with that fourth and one. Why not punt the ball, make them go 65 yards with a rookie quarterback instead of letting them go 35 yards when they're down by seven points? These are unnecessary risk in certain situations. I get the analytics and I appreciate them, but that doesn't mean you have to follow them blindly. And Brandon Staley has done that. And I think it's going to be to his detriment long term. Yeah, Staley. He's, and it's interesting to watching that game. It does appear, I know Quentin Johnson 
And of course, Keenan Allen, it does appear that the Mike Williams miss is going to be a big one for yeah. him, boys. He's been kind of under the radar in his career because of injuries. The big wide receiver from Clemson, that's a big miss for them. It's, what's it say, though, when you continually don't know how to play with a lead about you yeah. as a coach and your style and your character and like your ability to go for the kill? He just lets these teams hang around and find a way to crawl back in every single time he has a lead. Yep, 100%. Your loathe is whom? Dustin? My loathe, we touched on a little bit earlier. It's Mac Jones and more of a bigger picture. It's less about like his actual ability that he doesn't fit today's NFL model of what you need at quarterback. He doesn't have an overly powerful arm. He's not really athletic, can't make plays outside the pocket. It's more that there's a lesson, I think, to be learned from drafting Mac Jones, especially as high as the Patriots did. It's why a lot of Ohio State quarterbacks in the past have failed in the NFL. It's why Alabama didn't really have successful quarterbacks in the NFL up until Tua, right? Like, it's been limited because they have such better talent at the college level. They have much better receivers. They always have a better O-line, and they always have a great run game. Because of that, it's a little tougher to project what they have at the next level. I'm not saying that Mac Jones isn't an NFL quarterback, but he's not a special quarterback. And I think that's what we're seeing now. So I'd be careful the next time you want to take a quarterback from one of these overly talented college programs outside of maybe Caleb Williams at this point, but like the Oklahomas of the past would have someone like this. And I think that's the lesson we have to learn here. Is sometimes those guys aren't as good as it seems. I, I got to tell you, I hear this narrative all the time about these programs. I completely disagree with your assessment here. First of all, Ohio State's had three guys drafted in the first round in the last five years. Other than that, they didn't have anybody since 79. That's my point. What? Which is what? Nobody that, was taking their quarterbacks. That, but that's also my point. Those guys and those other guys, the guys that were drafted and the guys that weren't drafted, not all that different. There's a huge difference between JT Barrett and uh, CJ Stroud. There's a huge difference between Justin Fields and not JT Barrett. Not for the Barrett. NFL. Listen, all, all I'm saying is I, I hear people say this all the time, and I'm like, they don't know anything about college football when they make this assertion. Alabama didn't have anybody getting drafted for decades. The bottom line is it all changed the last couple of years when Nick realized, I can't win the football games just running and playing defense anymore. He went on and got, guys, where are the failures from Alabama? Two is great. Uh, this kid, uh, Bryce Young, we'll see what happens. Jalen Hurts, if you want to call him an Alabama guy, he's been tremendous. Mac Jones is a serviceable quarterback. I just think everyone expects everyone to play like they're playing against, you know, some directional school every week. And it just doesn't work that way in the NFL. Big guy, all you have to do is flex your ATS record in college football. When he says you don't know college football, you can flex on him. No, because I don't. So he makes it personal about a statement I make about sports. So everybody makes this in general about no, Alabama and Ohio State. No, but, he, but here's the point is. The point is, is when they get up here, they don't have an advantage. He doesn't have an advantage. He, at, at Alabama, all of his players were better than everyone else they were going up against. In the NFL, it's not like that. I don't disagree, but I got to tell you, in the pro days, you're throwing against nobody. And all these other guys at these other schools can't throw on pro day? They can't throw effectively well? No, but it, that they, you're not drafted just off your pro day. Hey, Mike Mamula would disagree with that, Mr. Detroit Lions over there. How many years ago was that? My, my, there's tons of guys. Vernon Golston, there's tons of guys that have great workouts. He's got a quarterback! Well, there's a lot. Of, hey, Jamarcus Russell looked great in his pro day. I, that's the argument you're making. I'm I, arguing about the on-field. Now, you wanted a quarterback. I gave you one. I, my, my point being is that just because these guys, all of a sudden, you look at them and say the guys are getting open. It, look, how come everybody else didn't take Patrick Mahomes? Then why does Mac Jones stink at throwing a football? 
I didn't say he was good, but you just said he's serviceable. No, no. I said he's an NFL quarterback, but he's not special. Oh, nobody thinks he's special. Yeah, yeah but that, those guys at those programs are being handed the keys to not screw it up. That's their goal. Your receivers are better than everyone else. He had Waddle and Smith, and he had Henry Ruggs. It was like, don't screw this up. Don't make a joke about Henry Ruggs. They don't want us losing our jobs. No comment on Henry Ruggs. All I know is you can tell the big guy's seriously mad because he just did the seal clap. Do it again. <laughs> Do the seal clap. <laughs> yeah, he did the seal clap. That was my favorite. All right, I got a prop tonight. And when I'm looking for a prop, I'm hunting for a mismatch. And the defensive injuries, specifically for the Seahawks, including Trey Brown, Artie Burns, Potentially Bryant, the cornerbacks could be. Well, I know for a fact that Brown and Burns are already listed as outs. Of course, Seattle is banged up all over the place. And the Seattle Seahawks defense has given up 328 yards through the air this year. That's the second most in football. I think the best unit on the field today is that Seattle offense, 37 against the Lions, 37 against Carolina. But their defense against the pass is terrible. I'm going to go Darren Waller. I've been trying to get there with Waller. 49 and a half on receiving yards. As far as tight ends, they're averaging 55.7 against the Seahawks defense. That's the sixth most at the position. I think Waller goes off tonight. I'll go over 49 and a half receiving yards for the giant tight end, boys. Like that call, Darren Waller's got to be effective. The Giants are going to have a chance for my bet to come to fruition, which is Giants money line plus 122 tonight. I still think this team is being disrespected by the fact that they played the 49ers and the Cowboys in two of the first three games, had a great second half, and then the quick turnaround going to Santa Clara from Glendale. Short week, they get the additional three days plus a Monday night game, so four days additional than a normal week, Patrick. You got you talked about the injuries for the Seahawks. Yes, the Seahawks have put up points against Detroit and against Carolina, but I think the Giants would be much much, much better and more focused. This is kind of a season-defining play here. I like Dustin's New York Giants in this one on the money line. And some of the places you can see as high as plus 130. It's not just, I, I like the, it's a tremendous job by you going uh, a money line on the Giants. It's not just the cornerbacks. It could be potentially Fant and Disley, who I yep. think are going to give it a go, the two tight ends, but they're going to be banged up. Obviously, Cross, the center could be injured. The center is banged up as well and mitigated. So injuries up and down for the Seahawks. Money line with the Giants, plus 130 for Amal Shaw. Big guy, what do you got? I'm going to go Paris Campbell over two and a half receptions. No Saquon Barkley. He's a speedster. He's a guy they claimed they wanted to use him in the Debo role. I brought this up a week and a half ago. He had six receptions against San Francisco. I think he, they get the ball in his hands on quick passes for him to make plays because he's so shifty. So over two and a half receptions minus $1.10. And then Daniel Jones under 226 passing yards. He's gone over 226 passing yards five times in his last 21 games. That's it. He's not a guy who stretched the field with deep shots. I don't care who's not out there for Seattle tonight. Go under 226 on Daniel Jones. Sandbag. <laughs> Sandbagging seal. Give me, this, give me the seal clap again. That was fun. <laughs> there, there, yes, that is good. Hook my wait, man up. Wait till he's on Texas this week, and I got to tell him it's all about the crimson and cream. Oh, that'll be. I'm looking forward to it. Boys, enjoy Monday Night Football. Amal Shaw, thank you very much. Thanks, Dustin buddy. Sweetelson, thank you. Mark Malusis, thank you for joining our very own Will Hill joined us as well. Boys, enjoy the football. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.